0: Welcome to Art Journal with the Moon, a podcast about learning how to practice magic, tend to the soul, and do your deep emotional healing with your art journal and the moon hosted by Dana Dupont In this podcast, I share with you the comings and goings of the moon in the week ahead, my suggestions for aligning with her energy in a creative way, and my tips and tricks for art journaling with the moon. Here, we explore lunar cycles, seasonal shifts, and art journaling to find our way back to the grounding rhythms of the natural world, to step into our power, and to access our own inner magic. The moon is our companion, and the seasons are muse, guiding us to create, reflect, and grow through the colorful pages of our art journals. So come, gather round, and let's weave magic art and healing into your daily life. my creative friends. In this episode, I want to talk about the spiritual significance and magical properties of the circle. You can actually see the version of this episode on my blog with a lot of my art that I include as well, so that you can see how I use the circle in my moon art rituals, mostly in my art journal, but also in my spiritual paintings. You can find that at danadupont.com slash blog. The circle is an age-old symbol of eternity and wholeness, and it holds deep spiritual and magical significance. Delving into its ancient ties to community, the cycles of life, the womb, I want to explore a bit about its meaning and how you might incorporate it into your creative rituals when you art journal with the moon in my rituals i'm drawn to the circle as much as i'm drawn to the moon it might be because the circle in its most primal form is a symbol that resonates deeply with my psyche and with the rhythms of nature it might be because as someone who practices creative moon rituals in her art journal the circle mirrors the very thing i'm revering which is the moon Every lunar phase, from crescent to full, is displayed within the bounds of a circle. Just as the consistent, cyclical nature of the moon provides a sense of comfort, continuity, and connection, so too does the circle, at least definitely for me. They both help to calm and soothe my highly sensitive nervous system. I was having fun with ChatGPT the other day, and I asked it why I might be so drawn To the circle in my art rituals, and it suggested the following. I wish I could read this in a robot voice, but I do not know how. (laughs) Within the confines of the circle, there are no beginnings or endings. It's a continuous loop that embodies the cycles of life, death, and rebirth. By repeatedly using the circle in your art, you might be subconsciously aligning yourself with these universal cycles, finding solace in their predictability and constancy amidst life's chaos. I really liked that explanation. And just an FYI, I really enjoy having conversations with AI. But that explanation in particular really resonated with me. But maybe it's because the circle evokes a sense of belonging and community and shared experience. When I sketch or paint within a circle in my art journal, I might be feeling this connection to ancestral traditions and the collective wisdom of ages past when we gathered around fires in circles and shared stories, which I still love to do. Maybe it's because the circle provides a boundary, yet offers infinite possibilities within it. It's a canvas that both constrains and liberates at the same time, which, you know, all creative boundaries do. But this duality can be entrancing, offering both a challenge and a familiar playground for creative expression. By being drawn to the circle, I'm exploring the depths of my subconscious, at least as Carl Jung and Suzanne F. Fincher can attest in their works, the vast expanse of the universe and my intimate bond with the moon and its cycles, all within the embrace of a simple yet profoundly symbolic shape. Whatever the reason, and most likely it's a little of all of the above, and more that I'm not even conscious of, I love working with the circle in my creative moon rituals when I art journal with the moon. I want to break down some of the spiritual significance and magical properties of the circle here for you to inspire you to work more intimately with the circle in your creative moon rituals as well. The circle and the cycle of life. In nature-based traditions, life is not viewed as a linear journey from like birth to death, but rather as an infinite loop. And the circle is a potent symbol of this belief, symbolizing the eternal cycle of life, death, and rebirth. In this context, death is not an end, but a transition, a doorway to a new beginning. Which, by the way, I always imagined that when I passed away, my tombstone would be a (laughs) door. This belief fosters a deep respect for life, in all its phases, and an understanding that every ending is, in essence, a new beginning. Each cycle, whether observed in nature, human life, or abstract concepts, follows a predictable, yet pretty awe-inspiring pattern. Life begins with birth, an emergence from a state of non-being into existence. This phase is synonymous with spring, where the seeds germinate, bursting forth with potential, optimism, and growth. As with a newborn or the fresh shoots in a forest, this phase is characterized by like rapid growth, learning, and the wide-eyed wonder of discovery. Growth follows next, which is a period of maturation and development. Like summer, it's a time of fullness and exploration, akin to adolescence maybe, or er early adult in human life. This stage is vibrant, dynamic, and holds the promise of life's zenith, where plants, animals, and beings come into their full power and potential. The peak of the cycle is the climax of maturity, akin to late summer when the fruits are ripe and ready for harvest. In human terms, I suspect it would parallel the stability and fullness of middle age, where wisdom is married to energy offering the best of both worlds. However, nothing remains static and so follows the phases of decline or decay. It's the autumn of the cycle where the energy starts to wane and preparations begin for the inevitable end. Just as leaves turn and fall, signifying retreat back to the earth. Older age in humans as well brings with it a slowing down, a reflection, and often a poignant acceptance of life's impermanence, at least that's what I hope. Death, often feared and misunderstood, is the winter of the life cycle. It's a cessation, a return to non-being. But in many traditions and philosophies, it's not seen as an absolute end, but as a profound transition. For without winter, spring cannot come. From the stillness and cold of death comes transformation. It's the deep, unseen processes that take place beneath the surface the decaying leaves enriching the soil, the lessons from one life influencing the next, and the old giving way to the potential of the new. Finally, rebirth heralds the return to life, completing the cycle and yet also beginning it anew, like the first flowers after a long winter. Rebirth signifies hope, renewal, and the eternal nature of existence. This cyclical pattern of birth, growth, maturity, decline, death, transformation and rebirth is an eternal dance evident in all corners of the universe, reminding us of the interconnectedness of all things and the beautiful, relentless rhythm of existence. And the circle in its wholeness and wonder encompasses that entire sacred cycle. So when I'm drawing the circle, it's part of what I'm bringing in is my nature-based spirituality that thinks of life in those terms. The circle is also representative of the cycle of the moon. So it's probably the most visible circle in our lives, uh, along with the sun. It's cyclical dance from new moon to full moon back to new mirrors, our own rhythms, physical, emotional, and spiritual. Many nature-based spiritual practices give special reverence to the lunar cycles, and I'm no exception. I art journal with the moon to time my moments of reflection, manifestation, release, and growth. By syncing my spiritual and self-care practices and rituals with the moon phases, I feel like I'm tapping into a deeper primordial energy, like allowing me to harness its power and wisdom. Each moon phase represents a distinct moment in the lunar cycle, yet all are interconnected. One phase naturally gives way to the next. Starting with the new moon, that's the moment of being in the void, representing a clean slate, potential, and the birth of new intentions. As the moon waxes into the waxing crescent, the moon begins to illuminate, mirroring our growing aspirations and the initial steps towards manifesting our desires. The first quarter moon with its, with half of its face illuminated and half of its face in the dark, to me stands for challenges and decisions, the midpoint of action, kind of like when you're reaching a crossroads, you have to make a decision. The moon continues to grow in light and power with the gibbous phase. This phase signals refinement, adjustments, and the anticipation of culmination because it's that phase where the moon is almost full but not quite there yet. Full illumination is the full moon. It represents completion, fruition, and realization. Emotions, intentions, and energies are usually at the peak at this time. However, after the fullness always comes the wane. The waning giz, gibbous or disseminating moon is what I usually like to call It, it begins to process The process of introspection and gratitude because in those waning phases we're drawing inward so as the light diminishes we move to the last quarter moon and it signifies release forgiveness letting go of what no longer serves mirroring a moment of just decluttering the waning crescent or balsamic moon is that last sliver of light before another new moon and it usually represents surrender rest, and recuperation. Then in the circle's continuity, we return to the new moon, starting the cycle all over again. The cyclical pattern of the moon, represented by the circle, speaks of the perpetual balance between growth and decline, effort and rest, illumination and darkness. Through its phases, the moon offers a roadmap for introspection, action, and renewal. All beautifully encapsulated within the endless loop of the circle the circle is also symbolic to me of the cauldron and the room and and the womb and i know that that's uh you know spiritually significant in many spiritual practices that circle has often been likened to the womb due to its enveloping protective and nurturing nature the womb is where life begins cradled in darkness safe and surrounded, growing until it's ready to emerge into the world. This protective cocoon is an emblem of creation, transformation, and rebirth, the very essence of life's cyclical nature. In various spiritual traditions, circles have been drawn or visualized during rituals and ceremonies to create a protective barrier, to channel divine energies, to invoke them, or to mark sacred space. The very act of creating a circle, whether physically or energetically, can serve as an invitation for deeper introspection and connection to the divine within and around us. The cauldron circular and deep shape further amplifies the symbolism of the womb. Just as the womb holds the potential of life, the cauldron is a vessel that holds ingredients, energies, and intentions, melding them all together to birth something new. Its form is a tangible representation of that process that turns elements into something sacred and powerful. Whether it's for brewing potions, burning incense, or holding a sacred flame, the cauldron with its circular shape and embrace focuses and magnifies the energy of the elements within it. Its circular form serves as a protective boundary, ensuring that the magic created inside is pure and undisturbed. Whenever I draw, paint, or work within a circle in my art, I bring the magic of the womb, the cauldron, and the divine feminine with me. The circle is also representative for me of the wheel of the year. So in northern hem- in the northern hemisphere, nature is this perpetual cycle of seasons. Many nature-based spiritual practices use the circle to represent the wheel of the year, which encompasses the eight seasonal celebrations. So these celebrations mark the Earth's journey around the sun and the changing seasons from the rebirth and freshness of spring to the abundance of summer, the harvests of autumn and the deep introspection of winter. So it's again just that life cycle. Each phase brings its own energy, its own lessons and its own magic. In March, when the Earth isn't tilted toward or away from the Sun, and day and night are of equal length, kind of like with the Moon, with the first first quarter phase or the last quarter phase, but in March, that's the time of the spring equinox, or Astara, where we're celebrating new life, rebirth, awakening, and renewal. In May, at the midpoint between the spring equinox and summer solstice, we celebrate Beltane. Days are longer, the Sun is growing in power, and it traditionally heralds the peak of spring. It's a time to celebrate passion, vitality, love, connection, desire, the fires of creativity and fertility. Around June 20th to the 23rd, the sun is at its northernmost point in the sky, leading to the longest day and the shortest night in the northern hemisphere. The Earth's north pole is tilted closest to the sun, and it's the summer solstice. A time to celebrate reaching the peak of your own power, kind of like the full moon phase. The earth's abundance, joy, fullness, the sun at its peak, and the fulfillment of potential. Around August 1st, or Lunasa, um, falls between a summer solstice and autumn equinox, and marks the beginning of the harvest season. It's a time to celebrate all the hard work you did, enjoying the fruits of your labors, recognizing the sacrifices you need to make for future growth, and the value of making preparations. Around September 20th to the 23rd, we reach Mabon or the autumn equinox, another point where day and night are of equal length. This is a time when the earth is not really tilted toward or away from the sun. It's a time to celebrate the harvest, gratitude, reflection, decline, decay, letting go, and embracing the descent into the dark half of the year. Samhain is celebrated around October 31st to November 1st. It's the midpoint between autumn equinox and winter solstice and it is often seen as the start of the winter season. It's a time to honor the dead, celebrate the thinning of the veil, connect with your ancestors, remember and pay homage to those who came before you and communicate with the spirit world. Around December 20th to the 23rd at the winter solstice or yule that sun is at its southernmost point in the sky, leading to the shortest day and the longest night in the northern hemisphere. The earth's north pole is tilted furthest from the sun and it's a time to celebrate stillness, rebirth, embracing darkness to find the light within, renewal, hope, and the promise of brighter days ahead. Finally, celebrated around February 1st is a point between the winter solstice and the spring equinox or involt. Traditionally, it marks the first signs of spring and the increasing strength of the sun. It's a time to observe stirrings, initiations, recognizing the first signs of life after winter's death, blessings, purification, and the flame of inspiration. Picture the wheel of the year in your mind as a circle divided into eight equal pieces, and each piece is marked like a spoke on a wheel. So each Festival or spoke on the wheel is a touchstone grounding us in the lessons and magics of the season. As the wheel turns it reminds us that change is the only constant and that each phase whether of growth or decline has its purpose and beauty. Now imagine those eight spokes becoming invisible but the circle remaining as one shape. Through the circle, we learn to embrace the rhythm of life, celebrating and finding meaning in every twist and turn. By recognizing and honoring the seasons through the shape of the circle, I feel like I align myself with that earth's rhythm, forging a deeper connection with the land and its spirits. The circle is also a wonderful to work with as a Mandela. One of my favorite ways to work with it is that way. And as Suzanne F. Fincher describes in her book, Creating Mandalas, mandala is a Sanskrit word meaning center, circumference, or magic circle. Mandalas have been a spiritual symbol and an artistic motif for centuries, revered for their presentation, representation of unity, wholeness, and the infinite. At the heart of the mandala is the idea of the center, an axis upon which the world turns reflecting the universe and our place within it. In many spiritual practices, mandalas serve as sacred spaces that capture divine energies and facilitate meditation, drawing the observer into a realm of introspection and connection with the divine. From a psychological perspective, Carl Jung, a Swiss psychiatrist and psychoanalyst, introduced the West to mandalas as a way to bridge the conscious and unconscious realms, which is how I tend to use my mandala work. Jung posited that creating mandalas allowed individuals to externalize their subconscious thoughts and feelings, making them tangible and thus more accessible for introspection. The very act of drawing or coloring a mandala can be very therapeutic, grounding and centering, especially during times of chaos or emotional upheaval. They act as mirrors, reflecting back the intricacies of our own inner world which is often a place that's really difficult for us to see on our own. So they aid in that process of self-discovery and healing and that's how I like to use them. Incorporating mandalas into your art journal during your moon rituals can be a transformative experience. As I mentioned earlier the moon with its phases and cyclical nature is inherently connected to the concept of the circle and thus resonates deeply with Mandela work as you work with the Mandela in your art journal under the guidance of the moon's energy you're creating a sacred space a personal sanctuary that connects you to your subconscious realm so you can begin by setting an intention perhaps related to the specific phase the, that the moon is in or personal challenge you're facing and then as you feel the Mandela, let your intuition guide your hand colors, patterns, and shapes may emerge, each resonating with emotions, memories, or insights from deep within. By the time your mandala is complete, you may find clarity, or a renewed sense of purpose, or simply a deeper connection with your inner self. That, to me, is the magic of the circle and the magic of art. As you can see, the circle just isn't just a circle to me. It draws on the power of the seasons, the wheel of the year, the womb, the cauldron, the goddess, the divine feminine, the cycle of life, and the phases of the moon, just to name a few. From the earth's dance with the sun to the nurturing embrace of the womb, the circle stands as a sacred symbol of life's inherent cycles. It invites us to meditate on our connection to the universe and our place within it. As the moon waxes and wanes in the night sky, The circle encapsulates her phases, guiding our emotions, intentions, and energies in tandem with her. With so many meanings and influences, the circle becomes more than just a shape. It's a powerful symbol of unity, wholeness, and endless possibility. The next time you turn the pages of your art journal and prepare for a moon ritual, let the circle inspire you. Embrace its teaching and its rhythms. Let it guide your hand and your heart. And I hope you enjoy the magic that lies within its boundaries. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to read about the weekly moon updates and daily art journal with the moon prompts I share here, and enjoy the visual map of the moon's comings and goings I create every week, check out my blog at danadapont.com forward slash blog. That's D-A-N-A-D-A-P-O-N-T-E dot com forward slash blog. If you know a creative spirit who would love this episode, please share with them so they can art journal with the moon alongside us. And if you don't want to miss the next episode, make sure you subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. And please, if you could be so kind as to leave a review on your podcast app, it doesn't take much time, but it helps me grow and improves accessibility to other listeners. Plus, my heart does a little hap-de-loop-de-loop when I receive a little support and love. Thanks for listening. See you next week.